Y'all, I am Tyler Meredith, and welcome to another episode of BDE Big Disney Energy, baby! Let's make some magic! Y'all, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of BDE Big Disney Energy. I am so excited. I'm so pumped to welcome back our guest today. He is one of our recurring guest star co-hosts. I cannot pay him a SAG salary. I wish that I could. Um, But he is here out of the goodness of his heart um, and the love of basketball, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, He is an actor, writer, producer, activist. He he was Simon Drake on How to Get Away with Murder, Amir on The Shy, Azad on Disney's The Lion Guard, which obviously geeks me out the most. I am so, so grateful to welcome back my good friend, Beza Dabu, thank you so much for joining me. That's such a nice intro. <laughs> for for the nicest person. I mean, it's the least, the That's least nice I can do. <laughs> I'm so excited you're back. Yeah, I did a little road trip through America's beauty. Yeah. Um, and, and that was really, and it sounded like I said I did a road trip through America's booty. But <laughs> did a road trip through America's <laughs> Great. <laughs> the liquid you was essential. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So it, the thing is funny. I was listening to that bio and I'm like, all of that is true. But the thing I love more than any of that is, is the NBA. Yeah. I'm one of the world's biggest NBA fans. Yes. I, I actually like could probably be considered an NBA historian. I think you could. I mean, for and again, as someone who knows very little, I'm like, all bets are on you. You know everything. You know more than anyone else. So that's what I'm going with. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I, I, I pretty much have, without exaggeration and without hyperbole, I, I would say I've read 90% of books written about the NBA or wow. 90% of the podcasts and watched, wow. you know, 90% of the games since I've been alive and maybe 50% of the games before. And, <laughs> you know, just it's, it's been such a more than a hobby, but like a true, like passion of mine. I spend hours a day during the season betting on watching whatever wow. the NBA. So When I heard about this podcast, I was like, well, you know, it's a bummer that Space Jam's not Disney. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But the network TV premiere of Space Jam was on ABC's Wide World of Disney. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) I am so excited. Because, I mean, this was going to be, like, as I told you off the mic, I was like, I mean, you're one of my favorite people. So, like, obviously, we'll make an exception for you because you're amazing. Let's do Space Jam, even though it's not Disney. But look at that. That's a loophole. It's still Disney. Yes. It's a loophole, right? Because, like, it's not it Disney, is. clearly. But it kind of is because it did premiere on ABC's Wow Disney. Wow. That was loophole. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you wanted to talk about it. It was definitely one of... My I, Space Jam was one of my favorite movies growing up. My brother loved it so much. So then therefore I loved it because he loved it. Um, 
But you know, I mean, yeah, I'm just so excited to talk about it with someone who knows so much about the NBA. And yeah, it'll I'm, be fun. It'll yes, be fun. Yes. I mean, yeah, since we're we're going off the cuff today, not, uh, well, now we are technically still doing Disney since we discovered that loophole because you're a genius. Um, but <laughs> if you haven't figured it out, we're talking about Space Jam. Just, just a peak Late 90s classic, um, which is technically Warner Brothers, but for our purposes, uh, Disney. Um, and I, 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 this, this soundtrack, I mean, alone, like before we get to the movie, is something that I still listen to probably at least once a month. It is, it's iconic. It's iconic. For sure. The soundtrack is so good. <laughs> so I know we, I know people talk about the canceled R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly. Yes. But Seals Fly Like an Eagle. <gasps> oh. Also great. Yes. Also all the jock jams. Like, it. Yeah. Re- yeah. Like, and I forgot that Fly Like an Eagle, to me, like, actually, it comes at a more pivotal moment, like, in the film. Like, that's the moment to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, yes. It, remember Great. the song? There yes. was a Dan. Okay. Also, I can't believe we're forgetting there was a Monica ballad. Wait. For you, I will. <gasps> oh my God. Wait. Yeah. It's to overlook like uh, our mutual love of Monica. I mean, your iconic yes. lip sync to a Monica and Brandy song. Like, wow. How dare we? That was disrespectful. Well, <laughs> yeah. That was like the song in the credits. <gasps> You're right. Wow. 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 It's a great, it's a bop. They're, they're all just, they're iconic songs of the nineties. What can we say? Um, and we, when we start off, okay, and again, please interrupt me with all the things because I will not know a lot. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to say what I saw. Um, and we start off with tiny Michael Jordan playing basketball, summer 1973. Um, we get the canceled R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly. Um, and his dad says, it, he has this great scene with his dad, um, and he says, well, I mean, if you get good enough, you can do anything. And he's like, cool. I, I want to play in North Carolina. I want to play in the NBA. And then I'm going to become a baseball player just like his dad, which is uh, my question for you is, was his dad a baseball player? Again, I could have looked this up, but I wanted to ask you all my questions. <laughs> his, his dad was a baseball player, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Great, great, great. And uh, just so you know, in this beginning part, Michael mm-hmm. Jordan's whole family is in the movie. His children, his wife, they <gasps> all have cameos. Oh, my gosh. No or way. His wife, his wife at the time. Okay. Uh, that's wife, right. He's now with a Cuban model named Yvette Pritu, but his wife at the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, and his mother was in there and, like, all that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah and it, and then we get this this montage of it flashing between – um, teeny Michael Jordan and then current day at that time, Michael Jordan with, um, j- I mean, just like a great jock jams behind it. Um, also I just have to point out that Wayne Knight is, his build second on these intro credits next yep. to Michael Jordan. <laughs> yep. I mean, yep. I'm surprised I, it wasn't Bill Murray, but yeah. I, I know. I know. And again, the fact that, well, and I'll get to Bill Murray playing basketball with Michael Jordan when I was like, okay, anything's possible, apparently. Um, But um, yeah, I was very shocked by that. And um, yeah, we get the great song Space Jam. 
It's fire. Um, and this this montage, I, I think, was just like what seemed like to me like the height of his career with the Bulls, like in this super extended credit sequence, right? Like just kind of showing it seemed like that was it, it, his like around the peak of his career with the Bulls. Would that be right? Like 96-ish? Actually, no, because the no? movie was shot in 95. Oh my God. And released in 97. Okay. Released in 96. Oh, six. Oh my God. What am I doing? Okay, great. It was released at the end of 96 and Mm -hmm. the movie was shot in 95, Mm -hmm. which is actually like really, really important because he had already done, he had a six, he had an eight year peak with a two year break. So he had this like six year peak where he Uh was winning championships, but he had that two year break. This movie was shot at the end of that break. Oh, um, at the end of the 18 month break. So what people forget mm-hmm. is people love to forget this about Jordan, mm-hmm. but was that Jordan actually lost in the playoffs a lot. And I know that like history has sort of been like, Oh, he only won, but that's not true. He lost quite a bit. Oh um, yeah. I didn't know that. And in 95, he actually lost in the playoffs. So he leaves oh. at the end of the 93 season. Uh, his father is murdered. Mm. Um, he leaves in 94. There's also other things that happen there, but sure. He leaves in 94. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and all of 95. But he actually comes back in the spring of 95, and he plays a bunch of games, and he's playing really well. Mm-hmm. And they lose. They lose to the Magic. Oh. Um, and, and when they lose, he then has to go shoot Space Jam. Oh, okay. In summer. But he's like, ah, you know, I... I'm pissed that I lost. I, I got to get back into shape, blah, blah, blah. So Warner Brothers built a full-size basketball court um, <laughs> on set so oh that he can work God. out five hours a day outside of shooting the 16 hours a day that they were shooting. Oh, my God. <laughs> he would, like, he would like work in between whatever. But at night, Michael Jordan had all of these NBA all-stars that were not even in the movie – all join and they would play on this court. They would all check into Warner brothers mm-hmm. and they would like, play on this court in the summer. That was where all the like scrimmages and all the workouts for all these like great NBA players were happening was on the Warner brothers lot because Michael Jordan was wow. playing space jam, but wow. also the Monstars were like really good players. So they were all working out there too. So you already had six NBA players with the five Monstars and Michael Jordan playing there. So then the other <laughs> NBA players were like, let's all go to LA and play on the Warner brothers lot. Oh, my God. (laughs) To have that kind of sway is uh, pretty incredible. Um, That's pretty amazing. (laughs) Yeah. That's nuts. I didn't know any of that. Um, Yeah, and he – now we cut to seemingly present day. Michael's retiring. Um, He's going to play baseball. Um, And then we just – we casually cut to outer space. We cut to Moron Mountain. Um, and I love that to me, it was a total like slide at Disney, like in terms of making it like Disney, but it's like scary, you know? Um, and, um, and the, the owner, 
Um, he turns on the TV, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's like, oh, we need to get, like, some new attractions. Also voiced by Danny DeVito. Um, he's like, we need to get some new attractions going. Things aren't working at the park. Um, and he turns on the TV and Looney Tunes are on. Um, and I love the teeny tiny aliens are my favorite. I mean, I love them as monsters, too. But shrunken down, they're pretty, pretty great. Um, and... And they're like, okay, great. We love Looney Tunes. We're, we're just going to go. We're going to steal them. And then we're going to come back. Um, and then they'll be here. And we can use them for entertainment. Uh, great idea. Um, and they, we cut back to Michael. He's playing baseball. The, the catcher helping him is one of my favorite scenes. Um, <laughs> like, And I don't know why that was so burned into my brain. Um, everyone's being like so encouraging of Michael Wayne Knight as Stan is just trying to be so helpful and is so not helpful. Um, he's their publicist and we cut to the spaceship flying by the field. They bust into like the Looney Tune world, um, which is basically, I love that it was in like a Piggly Wiggly parking lot. I don't know if you're familiar with the Piggly Wiggly grocery stores. I've heard about it, but never been to one. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's garbage but you know it's um like <laughs> great <laughs> any it's like the most middle tennessee shit um or kentucky but um but um so then yeah that bursts into the looney tune world via the piggly wiggly parking lot and bugs bunny and elmer fudd are there um i also i didn't realize i was like bugs bunny sounds like he's from boston and like I I'd never picked up on that as a child. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, like, completely forgot what his dialect sounded like. And it <laughs> sounded like Mark Wahlberg. And um, and he's, yeah, he's he's playing dumb um, when the aliens come off of the ship and, uh, and pretending he's not Bugs Bunny. The aliens shoot at him. And then, uh, and, you know, I was like, okay, they're, like, a little scarier than they appear. Um, and just be, I love the plot structure of this film that it's like, how about a cartoon and then like 3D and then back to 2D? It's wild. It's a wild ride. Um, <laughs> like, I was like, it's clearly not about <laughs> necessarily the storytelling and more about just like how great these basketball players were, I think, which I have no problem with. I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and present day, we're with Michael and Stan, um, and Stan can't stop asking to help him. Um, Michael's back at his house. We see his bulldog, Charles, um, and his son, Jeff, and their his baseball. bulldog, that was a slight at his best friend, Charles Barkley. Okay, I wanted to ask you that. That was one of my questions. Okay, great, yeah. great. <laughs> also, so here's a little bit of background on that. Yes, so please. So at this point, Michael Jordan's last season that anyone had seen him play outside mm-hmm. of this little, like, few months where he lost in 95. Mm-hmm. At this point, the last time anyone seen him play was 93. Mm-hmm. Now, Michael Jordan won the championship that year. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan beat Charles Barkley to win the championship that year. Oh, my gosh. But, 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 but Charles Barkley won the MVP that year. So Charles Barkley won the MVP award for best player. But Michael uh-huh. Jordan then beat him in the finals to win the championship. And they're best friends. Wow. And before this, they had a, a famous uh, appearance on Oprah together. Really? <gasps> yeah, I'm gonna it's go a really cool up. interview. It's like a one-hour interview. Oh, my um, God. But um, so, you know, you have – that's why they threw a lot of these jabs in, like, naming the Bulldog Charles Barkley and having Charles Barkley be one of the Monstars. 
Great. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's so the awesome. The whole idea behind this too with like, um, what's that little, um, that little Martian name? Um, um, Marvin the Martian. Marvin the Martian. Mm-hmm. So Marvin the Martian and Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan had a Nike commercial where they played basketball. The popularity of that commercial is what sparked the idea of this whole movie. <gasps> no way. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, and I I also love that his home is like really sen- like it seems so sensible. Like, um, and I don't know, I don't know what house he lived in in the nineties, but I was like, that's like a sensible home. Not sensible. Not no, sensible. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. The whole had had a twenty three on the gate, and it, it was a massive estate. In fact, it was so uh-huh. hard to sell. To leave because nobody wanted like how grandiose it was. <gasps> okay, cool. Just to be okay, I was like, you know, this doesn't seem like this is factual. Um, this is like a but, colonial, like, <laughs> like four bedroom house. Happened to Shaq. Shaq had a trouble. Shaq had this like estate in Florida, mm-hmm. and he had trouble selling it because it was so Shaq. It wow. was like like the back <laughs> pool had like a big S logo for Shaq, and he Stop. was like. <laughs> and and the realtor was like, you know, only a few people can afford a $40 million house. And those people don't want a giant S in their pool. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, and, yeah, his uh, his son, Jeff, and his teammates, they get out of a van. Um, it's just after a game. We meet um, uh, Teresa Randall, who's playing his wife, who's playing Juanita Jordan. Correct? correct, but his son Jeff is actually his, his son. His son, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 then uh, the kids are watching the game, uh, game highlights from his baseball game, <laughs> and it's I, I know nothing about baseball. It seems rough, you know. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like the game went well. He was um, never good at baseball. He wasn't ever, never. <laughs> no, so he played for a minor league team. He played for the Birmingham Barons. Okay. Um, this is an affiliate of uh, the White Sox. So I know some people say like he played for the White Sox, but he did not. Play for okay, the White great. Sox. <laughs> okay, great. Great. Just to be clear, that's there's good. a lot of there's a lot of misconceptions about Michael Jordan out there, especially living in Chicago for ten years. And please don't get it twisted. I'm not a Michael Jordan hater. I'm a massive Michael Jordan fan. I love Michael Jordan. I had his jerseys as a child. But when I moved to Chicago from New York, and hearing people who lived in Chicago their whole life. Uh-huh. And they'd be like, oh, this about Michael. And I'm like, wait, you actually think that's true? That's not true. And it's so easily Googleable. People would be like, oh, Michael Jordan played Major League Baseball for the Chicago White Sox. And I'd be like, no, he no. didn't. <laughs> there were so many of those instances in Chicago where they'd be like, oh, you know, Michael Jordan got cut from his high school basketball team. And then he worked really hard. And then he made it to North Carolina. And I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> Do you actually believe that story? Oh my god! I think they, they love the drama of it. You know, like yeah, they—that's <laughs> insane. Though. Nobody gets cut from their high school basketball team and then plays for one of the greatest college programs of all time. That right. <laughs> that's what happened to me. <laughs> that's what happened to me. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, the Looney Tunes comes on. Porky Pig is trying to stop the cartoon. Um, and and he's like, listen, we got to stop the cartoon and go to a town hall meeting. Um, and the little aliens are there. Um, and he, they're like, listen, you got to come with us. 
we're taking you prisoner. Um, and everybody laughs at them. And Bug says, he, he's like, no, no, no. Like, we have to defend ourselves. And so he basically adjusts this rule book. And so it, it says that, like, yeah, they, they have the right to defend themselves. Essentially, they have this really weird, like, Americana military sequencing um, and and then decide to challenge the aliens to a basketball game and show. Um, and so they're like, here, we'll, like, show you what basketball is since you don't know. Um, and then we got to a Suns and Knicks game, question mark. That's what I think. Yes. Um, okay. And this is hugely important. Oh my gosh, great. Why? Because, <laughs> okay, so this is really this is some people call this the curse of Space Jam. <gasps> but oh. so this is shot in 95, but okay. it's released in 96. Okay. The players that play for the certain teams in 95 don't actually play for those teams in 96. <gasps> I'll give you an example. So it's a Suns and Knicks game, okay? Okay. In the moment when the movie is filmed, Charles Barkley plays for the Suns. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Ewing plays for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. By the time that the movie airs, mm-hmm. Charles Barkley actually plays for the Houston Rockets. He does not play for the Suns because as soon as this, while this movie was like being filmed, he gets traded. <gasps> oh. Larry Johnson, who plays mm-hmm. for the Charlotte Hornets in this movie, ends up getting traded to the Knicks. And Sean Bradley, the big, tall, white dude, gets traded from Philadelphia 76ers to the brand new team that's getting created while this movie is being filmed in 95, the Toronto Raptors. It's a brand new expansion team that's getting added to the NBA for its first year. And Charles Barkley or sorry, and Sean Bradley gets sent there. So three of the five players don't even play for the team when the movie's released that they did when the movie was shot. Wow. Wow, <gasps> the drama. That's and, crazy. And the way these guys got picked, too, like each one has a reason why they were picked. So, like, Charles Barkley, obviously, a friend, but also had just battled um, Mike. Yeah. Patrick Ewing was seen and is like this massively huge, like, mean, strong, big guy who had battles with Mike. Like, they mm-hmm. would, he would put Mike on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. Then Larry Johnson was interesting. He was sort of like a younger guy in the league and he was super exciting, but he had this other character named Grandma Ma that he played in Reebok commercials. Uh huh. It was where he would dress up as a grandma. Okay. And he would wear like a white wig and glasses and like a dress. And then he would go on the court and like beat up all these like young guys. Uh huh. Um, so his, his character name was Grandma Ma. That's why in the movie he always he has a line actually like, my grandma was better than. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. That's they crazy. Picked, they picked him because he had like, he already had like this persona that was exciting. Uh huh. Um, and then the final two guys, Muggsy Bogues and Sean Bradley, were the comic duo because it was the shortest guy, um, Muggsy Bogues, at 5'3, and then mm-hmm. the tallest guy, Sean Bradley, at 7'6. Okay. Sean Bradley is so tall. Like seeing that last shot of him and having Muggsy Bogues near all of those guys at the very end of the movie, I'll get there. But like, I, I was so <laughs> shook by his height. It's I mean, insane. He's not very good at basketball, but he's so tall. Yes. I mean, he's so tall. And like, you're right. Michael Jordan is very, very tall. That guy's six foot six, but Sean Bradley's a full foot taller than him. <laughs> That's insane. 
so, in, so on one hand, you have like these mean guys who like battled Michael Jordan, like mm-hmm. Charles Barkley and, and Patrick Ewing. Then you got mm-hmm. like this guy with a personality, Larry Johnson. Then you have the short guy and the tall guy and Muggsy Bogues and, and uh, Sean Bradley. Mm-hmm. But also another thing about them, and this is so Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan fashion. And some people will say that I'm projecting, but I'm not. <laughs> he picked five guys that never won a championship too. And Michael Jordan, <laughs> like it's so in Michael Jordan fashion to pick five guys that like also <laughs> never won. Mostly they never won because of Michael Jordan. Wow. And it, it's just so much. Like, yeah. It's so much. It's so Mike to be like, y'all can be in my movie, but just so you know, none of y'all ever won. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's and a flex. The owner, Mr. <laughs> like Swack Buckler or something. Oh yes. Yeah, Swack, uh, Swack Hammer. Danny DeVito. Swack yeah. Yeah. He is 100% modeled after Michael Jordan's owner, Jerry Krause. Wow. Google this. You can Google Mr. Swackhammer Jerry Krause. It's crazy. Like even the color of the suit is an exact like replica. Um, <gasps> oh my God. I just pulled it up. That's insane. <laughs> but Michael Jordan famously hated Jerry Krause. Hated, 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 hated Jerry Krause. Oh. And Jerry Krause is actually the reason why Mike only won six championships. They could have won seven or eight. They could have had the dynasty going. But uh, Michael Jordan, Jerry Krause sort of ended the dynasty by choosing not to work with Bill Jackson and not paying Scottie Pippen and just being Ugh. a terrible, terrible, terrible owner. He sort of ended the Bulls dynasty Ugh. and and Scotty and Bill all hated Jerry Krause. Wow. So it's, it's very funny that <clears throat> the evil, you know, Monstars owner who's ugly and fat and with a cigar in his mouth is literally <laughs> just based off of Jerry Krause and looks just like him. That's amazing. <laughs> Like, that's, I mean, what a great way to just, like, tell someone you don't like them or respect them. You just make them an animated character in your movie. Just straight up to their face telling them how much you don't like them. Right, right. And you're like. Never did the crowds. Yeah, and you're, like, just, you make them disgusting looking and, like, unbearable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's great. Um, oh, and at this at this game, at the Suns and Knicks game, um, which also the fans, the two fans that uh, you see when the tiny monsters come in um, and they're disguised um, in like the long coat, uh, Patricia Heaton is one of them and Dan Castellaneta is the other fan. Um, Who's Dan Castellaneta? Um, he voices Homer Simpson. Um, oh, oh. Wow. So, he must have a kajillion dollars. He definitely does. And he's one of those people, um, like some of those Disney actors or like the voice actors who they just use over and over and over again, who like you, yeah, I mean, standing next to you, like you would never know who they are. And they <laughs> are just like, yeah, they have a kajillion dollars. It's I amazing. Mean, he in, uh, is was amazing and everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, I love her. She's great. I love her too. Do you want me to um do you want me to remove some love for you of Patricia Heaton? Oh y- yeah, please. <laughs> She's a Republican. Ew, no, boo. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Uh that's so disappointing. She's such a good actress. Well, doesn't um, doesn't mean you know what you. Anything. However, I will I will I will um, 
I will. She did disavow Trump. Okay. And then threw her support behind Mitt Romney. Behind Mitt Romney? Okay. Well. Yeah. So it's like, okay. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved Regardless. her. I loved her and everybody loves her. Same. She was so good. God so damn it. So good. She held that whole show together. I loved she, her. She really did. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, the, the aliens, they're disguised in this coat. Um, and, uh, and... Charles Barkley is playing, um, and he's crushing it. And this, the little one of the little orange aliens, he dissolves and then goes up Charles Barkley's nose, leaves, takes away his talents, put them in a basketball, and then they continue to do that to other players with Patrick Ewing. Um, and now they're both terrible at basketball. Like what a concept! Someone was like, "Well, yeah, we'll just take their talents and put it in a glowing basketball." Like, I mean, it's such a cool concept. It's so simple. It really. It really is. It really is. Um, Meanwhile, Michael's at, uh, he's in a hotel room. Okay, first of all, I just like, I just had to have a moment as an adult human being. I mean, even as a child, I was like, God, I've like always been super attracted to Michael Jordan. And then like, I was like watching the movie and I was like, I'm sorry, I was not prepared for you to be shirtless and sweatpants, but like, here we are. And I'm not mad about it. And I love to see it. Um, Is he, he, forgive me, I haven't seen the movie in like maybe 15 years. (laughs) Right. Is he, but I do remember it very well. Is Mm -hmm. he in gray sweatpants? He is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so Michael Jordan is shirtless in gray sweatpants. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just just giggle. I, like, can't even function. Yeah, uh uh-huh. He is. Athletes are very handsome men with wonderful bodies, so. Yes, and he's drinking, like, a pop from McDonald's, you know, just, like, lounging. It's like the line, I don't remember the line, but isn't there a line where they get, like, all of his endorsements in? They're like, oh, with the McDonald's and the Hanes and the. Yes, yes. Yes, that's what Wayne Knight does. He's like, great. Why don't you put on your Hanes and then we'll go to McDonald's? And they, yeah, he gets them. Uh, he's like, right? yeah, yeah. And he's like, eat your Wheaties. Yeah, he gets all of the. It is, yes, in such smart writing. Yeah. I was like, that's I'll really great. Has so much. Uh, <laughs> he has so much. Still, like he still has so much money, right? <laughs> like, oh my god, he still has the number two sneaker sales in the world. Yeah. Wow. And wow. he's still, and he's still, he, I mean, he just donated a hundred million dollars. So if you can donate a hundred million dollars, <laughs> oh you must have a lot of money. <laughs> oh my God. That, that is goals. Like I would want that much money so I could just write someone a check for a hundred million dollars and not think fucking twice about it. Like how amazing to be able to do that. That's fucking, that literally my brain just exploded. I mean, he's still, he's still the king shoe seller. So wow. 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 Um, he wears in this movie, the Jordan 11 black in spaces are uh called the, or sorry, I just kind of, used another movie they're called the space jams. <gasps> oh yeah, i didn't know all the space jams and they're the jordan 11s um mm-hmm. they're gorgeous shoes uh mm-hmm. the ones he wears in chicago are called the jordan 11 breads because they were black and red but mm-hmm. the ones he wears in space jam are black and sort of like a off white on the bottom and so uh-huh. like a clear and purple so those are called the space jams oh, 
those sound awesome. Those They're sound so amazing. Cool. Um, oh yeah, we we find out that five now five NBA players have lost their talents, um, and uh, the Lakers now are refusing to take the court because of like this. Also, I was like too soon, but they're like you know it's like this this unknown virus or germs, and I was like too soon. No, <laughs> like this is too much. <laughs> this is real. Um, but yeah, so they're they're worried. It understandably, was, there was some social justice thing to having the Lakers uh, do that. Um, really quickly. So yes, a couple please. years prior, um, a couple years prior, Magic Johnson had come out as HIV positive, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a lot of, we didn't know a lot about HIV and AIDS at the time, mm-hmm. and so people were afraid to play with Magic because they thought they could get it through sweat, oh my or God. they thought they could get it through spit. And so there were players who didn't want to play NBA against Magic Johnson, who played for the Lakers. Oh my God, I didn't um, know that. And and at the time there was just there just wasn't the education. Yeah, yeah. There, after a, a kind of a massive campaign, he didn't play for a little bit. He came back right around this time, ninety three, ninety four. Oh my gosh! He came back and played for the Lakers, and like all these NBA players, like played with him, and it was a huge sign of solidarity to sort of like. Uh, let the whole public know, like, you can't get HIV from sweat. You can only get it from blood-to-blood contact and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And, like, so sort of having the Lakers be the team that was like, Ugh, it was sort of like a throwback to that. Oh, thing. wow. Oh, my God. That's great. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. That's incredible. Um, yeah, I, wow. You're teaching me so many things. And it's not your job, and I'm so grateful. I'm learning so much today. So fun. It is. <laughs> I, love it. I really believe you can follow the entire social justice movie, social justice movement of the United States from 1950s on through the NBA. Like there are parallels throughout. I think that, it's really cool. I feel like that would be your podcast. That would be an incredible podcast. Just are saying. you going to produce? It? Yeah, I'll produce it. Production by Tyler Mayer. <laughs> It's just me being like, whatever you say, basketball is great. We love to see it. Yep. That's it, it works for Disney because Disney owns ESPN. Yes, exactly. That's so cool. Or a book. Write a book. You're so smart. Okay, I'm sorry. I just keep complimenting you. Um, but um, <laughs> we – and then we cut – <laughs> we got to Looney Tunes land um, and they're starting to play basketball. And then the aliens use the ball to become the Monstars. And you said earlier that the Monstars are also voiced, some of them, by NBA players, correct? I think they're all voiced by NBA by players. By NBA players, right? Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, I was. Wait, wait, hold on. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think I am. No, I think you're right. Oh, no, I think no, 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 I'm no. actually, I am wrong. They were all voiced by voice actors. <gasps> okay. Okay. Great. Great. Oh yes. Because Darian Harwood. Yeah, that's right. And TK Carter voices, um, one of the monsters and then all of the teeny tiny monsters, I believe are voiced by women, but then when they get big, you know, they're voiced by men. And, um, but yeah, okay. That's right. Okay. Great. 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 Um, and Bugs, Bugs does a great take to the camera. He's like, oh, we're going to need some help because they're getting their ass kicked. Um, <laughs> and we casually, we casually cut to Bill Murray golfing with Michael, uh, and Larry Bird. I was really proud of myself. Knew who that was. Um, 
just because my dad, um, which fun fact, my dad collects sports memorabilia and he bought out a couple of sports memorabilia stores. So like the shit he has is wild. Like so much. I didn't know that. Yeah. So much stuff from the Bulls in the 90s. Like where's your dad's like, like where does he store everything? Um, at, at his, our house in Tennessee. Yeah. He has it like, he has it stored oh, away wow. in his like record room in his music room. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he has some really, he has some really cool shit. Um, he has, a. I think there's a lot of invaluable stuff there. Yeah. He has a couple of stuff signed by, um, Babe Ruth and Muhammad Ali and, um, just, yeah, and a lot of Michael Jordan stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He wants stuff is a lot of money. Yes. Which he refuses to sell because he loves it. And I'm like, fair, <laughs> but also like, this is really morbid, but like, who's it going to? I mean, you know what? TBD, fingers crossed. Um, right. Like, <laughs> because, I mean, just to put it in perspective, like Kobe Bryant's ring just sold for a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. That's I mean, I don't think he, de- he definitely, I don't think has any rings, but I know he has some basketballs. He has a lot of like, like, like go- a basketball signed by Michael Jordan is worth 30,000 bucks at least. Well, you know, next time I'm there, <laughs> we're just going to appraise it all. <laughs> I'll give, I'll, we'll it's do a so Zoom morbid, appraisal. It's, it's so morbid, but it's the way collectors things works. Like, yeah, certain passes, mm-hmm. all this shit is going to triple in price. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. I bet you're right. Yeah, that's crazy. Ugh, um, but yeah, but there is there is this. Um, uh, oh, and B- Bill Murray is like he's trying really hard to get on an NBA team. Like. <laughs> Which is the best narrative. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, so ridiculous. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Um, And Bugs is under the putting green. um, And when Michael, um, I don't, what do they call it in golf? You make your shot. And when you make a shot and go, are you a hole, make, you make a hole, or, a hole? or no, it's like when you hit the ball, what is that calling? Like, or, or do you just hit a, a drive? You drive the ball. Okay. <laughs> I think I, I could be wrong. I, don't I, don't know. Really know <laughs> I, I mean, think it's called a drive and then yeah. a putt when you're like close to it. Okay, great. Yes, that's right. So yeah, that sounds great to me. Um, so he drives, he's dri- driven, he drives the ball, <laughs> he drives the ball, he's driven the ball. Um, and bugs is underneath using a <laughs> magnet. You, it is. <laughs> don't they say? Don't they say like Tiger oh, is only three strokes, strokes behind? Yes. Yeah, but the syntax. You're probably right. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe it's called. You know where everybody who plays golf is laughing. So at mad! Show. I know. Fucking idiots! They're screaming at their whatever they're listening to this on. And they're like, it's called a blah 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 blah. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's and really good to the drive. Right. It's you guard a base in baseball. Um, but I'm like, it's a front lineman. Um, but yeah, Bugs is guiding the ball on the putting green. I know that that's what that's called. Um, and he makes it so that Michael gets a hole in one. And when Michael reaches down for the ball, um, he disappears down this rabbit hole into Looney Tunes lands. Um, and Bugs Bunny kisses him. We love to see it. Um, and everybody, everyone from Looney Tunes land comes out. They're so excited. And Bugs explains what happened and how they really need his help. Um, you know, just a casual, just, a, you know, why wouldn't that be the, like, the plot of this <laughs> movie? 
it's insane. It's insane. Um, in present day, um, Larry and Bill Murray are just like, well, I love that they just leave. They're just like, well, I guess we'll keep playing. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's just like the writers were like, uh, why would his friends leave him? Well, let's just shine a lantern on it. His friends leave him. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and uh, they're giving back in Looney Tunes land. They're giving Michael a tour of the facilities uh, and the Monstars show up and they challenge Michael. Um, they roll him into a ball. Totally forgot about this. They just roll him into a ball and then play basketball with Michael Jordan's body in the shape of a ball. Um, and then they, um, you know, they basically insult him and he agrees to play. So that's, um, that's I have a great. question for you, Tyler. Yes. <laughs> what? How tall are you? Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm, I'm five, one and a half. <laughs> okay. Just know. That Muggsy Bogues in real life is 5'3". I know. I know. <laughs> and, and when this movie was made in 95, he was pretty good. I don't know these numbers exact, but he was averaging about 11 points and 11 assists. And oh. I don't... That's a lot. Like, to average a double-double, which means two stats over in double digits. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. It could be two. It could be points and rebounds, points and assists, whatever it is. So he was averaging. I know it's not a. It's not like a massive number, eleven and eleven, considering like Michael Jordan was averaging like thirty and eight. Uh-huh. But but it's still like pretty good for a guy who's five three to be averaging eleven and the year before ten assists. Like eleven and ten is a lot. So he's five foot three doing that. Then you got <laughs> Sean Bradley who's seven foot six <laughs> and not nearly as good. You know. It honestly, (laughs) it's not all about height. You know what you're telling me is that anything is possible. And when I found out, (laughs) my dad actually used to tell me that Muggsy Bogues was 5'3 because I have always, I felt like I was five feet tall and just everything stopped. And, um, and he, but he would always quote um, him, uh, which is one of my favorite quotes, like, who says you're too small to ball? And I was like, that's fucking great. <laughs> like, that like that will be in my heart forever because it's true. Like, he's fu- – and couldn't he dunk? Am I wrong? Could he dunk? I mean, kind he could of. dunk, but like – no, 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 he could dunk, but like that's sort of like <laughs> – that's sort of like the least of it because a lot of guys that hike and dunk. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And to me, lot. it's so not impressive. A, yeah. Yeah. Like a, not a lot, but like that's like the least impressive part of his game. The, the most impressive part of his game is that somehow, some way, mm-hmm. he was able to not be a complete liability on defense. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. The guys he's guarding is like way bigger than him and way stronger than him. And for yeah. him to not like completely kicked out of the league for playing defense. I mean, this guy played 10, 11, 12, 13, 15 seasons, 15 wow. seasons in the NBA from age 23 to 36. So to Holy play shit. that many seasons in the NBA, you have to be bringing something because that's a lot longer than the average career. Wow. That's awesome. That's the other thing dope. is he wrote a book. That yes. I read. Um, yeah. It's called on the shoulders of giants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you like it? <laughs> I did like it. It's, it's like, it's, 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 it's good. 
<laughs> it's actually not called on the shoulders of giants. It's called in the land of giants. Okay. Both are great. <laughs> that's another great title. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know, he's, he's, uh, he, he's a good, he's a cool dude. He's a really cool dude. And this book came out right before the movie was shot. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I've always I thinking about and again, like I I know I already mentioned it, but like seeing him like who is only an inch and a half taller than me next to these men who are like, I mean, yeah, like seven, six, like that is un it is unfathomable to me. And I felt like seeing that shot really put that in perspective, like how much shorter he was or is, you know, like that's insane. And he did so much. It's so cool. I love it. I love it. Um, and <laughs> we, we cut to like now all of these montages of these other players not having their talents, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, Charles Barkley <laughs> asks, I just love the scene so much. He asks um, this group of girls who are playing basketball if he can play. And everyone's like, yeah, fucking awesome. Like, Charles Barkley, this is going to be so great. And then he's so, <laughs> he's so bad. But the best part is watching Charles Barkley try to be bad. Like, he just, mm -hmm. he doesn't, like, move his arms <laughs> at all. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. And then the way the girl kicks him off the court, she's like, be gone. Like, be, it's like the most Shakespearean like firing and he looks so sad it ju i just think it's great. gone is so mid-90s yeah yeah it's like yeah it's so fucking good um and meanwhile the looney tunes are practicing and i have to say i did write the word rehearsing and then immediately scribbled it out and wrote practicing so i just good work my mom yeah. used to say that when i went to basketball practice she's like all right how was rehearsal and Stop. Like, practice mom <laughs> It's like when anyone asked me how play practice was. I'm like, I'm fucking rehearsing, okay? I'm not practicing. Um, I'm such an asshole. Um, but um, they're practicing with Michael. And now we meet Lola Bunny. If Michael Jordan was, like, not enough of a sexual awakening for me in the late 90s, like, Lola Bunny also. I mean, for me, too. I was. I mean. I was. I must have been. <laughs> Eight years old, nine years old. Is that late? Wait. Yeah, I must have been like I must have been like nine or ten. Yeah. Watched Lola Bunny and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. You know, Pixar does this too. Since you're a since you're a Disney podcast, uh -huh. Pixar always makes the moms got like the fucking most amazing asses in the yes. world. Oh my god, best asses ever they are andy's mom in toy story like that's goals like no, the, the mom in incredible oh my well her yeah that's next fucking level i'm like that is like the sickest body i'm like this is great i love it i love that the moms are all hot it's, it's because of all, you know it's all these like 38 year old nerdy editors 100 percent that are mm -hmm. making them they're like well what if she's what if every mom in pixar is a supermodel right <laughs> 
And I love because they're not all skinny, you know? It's like they look like, – I'm like, yes, they all have curves. And also I feel like Pixar is trying to make up for the fact that there were no moms basically ever in Disney movies. And like everyone was like oh, – right, right, right. I was like, yeah. what the fuck about the moms though? Like can we – what's going on? And Pixar is like, how about we only have moms and they all have great asses? And I'm like, they're correct. They're all so hot. Anyway, there's no yeah, – Anyways, right, right. So Looney Tunes also gives themselves hot Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, Lola Bunny is a babe. She is also great at basketball. Ugh, great. Yeah, so we love that. I love that she dunks and then she leaves. Casual. That's all. Um, that's my goal. I felt like this movie and then the girls in Goofy movie also like. I mean, uh, I mean Roxanne. <laughs> Roxanne. So She's so hot. She's so Roxanne hot. Was like, Roxanne was like my Topanga. Yeah. <laughs> That is so fucking perfect. Yes. Oh A goofy movie might be my favorite movie of all time. Oh, and, and it's amazing. And gonna talk to Roxanne and not feel yeah. like a fool. <laughs> Oh my God. She's, she's a babe. Yes. I, it's like that. I feel like her and Lola Bunny. I love that. I was like, oh, you guys are smart. You guys are good at something. You have a great ass. That's all I want in my life. Great role Me models. Too. We love it. Right. I right. I haven't found my Lola Bunny or my Roxanne. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm 33 and a half years old. <laughs> it's going to happen. Anything's possible. Bill Murray played basketball with Michael Jordan. Anything is possible. True, true, true. Um, but yes, so then he's like, wait, ah, I need my gear. Like, I need my shoes. I need my lucky basketball shorts. Question, do you know, did he actually wear co his college basketball shorts under his shorts in the NBA? Or was so that? everybody says that that's true. Okay. And I would bet a million dollars that it's not true. Right. That just seemed, I, yeah. Everybody, like, there's so much, like, myth around Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. Not around other players. And there's a there's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. One mm -hmm. is that, like, Michael Jordan was so invested in his image mm -hmm. that, like, it was, like, what wanted to be shot down and not shot down was easily controlled. Mm -hmm. But also, back then, there was only, like, three or four people who had access to a locker room. Nowadays, we have Twitter and Instagram and a million people with, with yeah. their phones in one of these players' faces. Right, so it's, right. There was a guy named Sam Smith who wrote the Jordan Rules uh, back uh -huh. in the day. He was the Chicago Sun-Times reporter. And he was one of the only guys who had unfettered access to the Bulls' locker room. So what Sam Smith chose to put out or not put out was what got put out. And then, remember... If Sam Smith puts out a story in 93 that Michael Jordan doesn't like, then Michael Jordan will never give him a story again for the rest of his career. So these guys had to be, they had to like deter, defer to the players to make yeah. sure they didn't have a story that they didn't like or they wouldn't get scoops anymore. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like, that would be on Twitter so quick. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. So it's completely it, different. So there's a lot of myth around Jordan. I don't believe that's true. The reason is I've watched so much tape on Michael Jordan. I would, I would have to say that from 1984 to 2003 with the Wizards, I've probably watched 95% of Michael Jordan basketball games. Wow. wow. And I would say that I, I've like, I would have seen these shorts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So maybe he, because there's a lot of time, you know, they get pulled up, they get pulled down, whatever. I, maybe it's true that like in big games, he wore them. Maybe okay. it's true that he had them in his locker room. Sure. Maybe it's true that he warmed up in them and then changed before the game. Maybe it's true. Lots of things, but I really doubt the guy wore two pairs of basketball shorts. Right. In his career. That just doesn't, 
that uh, I don't buy that. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you for dispelling that myth. I agree. I know nothing, but I agree. Um, and yeah, they so they go they go to get gear from his house. Um, his daughter wakes up, and was this question? Was this really his daughter? Yes. Uh, oh my God, that's so great! Again, like I told you, I was like, yeah. I don't want to do any research. Yes. I want to know everything. That's so exciting. She's so cute. Um, and she sees, um. Bugs and Daffy and um oh, I remember and, that scene, yeah. Yeah, and um and then Charles <laughs> Charles the Bulldog has the shorts in his mouth and um all of his kids come in to help. Um and Bugs tells them what's going on. He's like, Okay, but you can't tell anybody, but like here's the deal, your dad's which is gonna totally come. A, which is totally a Charles Barkley eats my shorts. Yes, yeah. yes, oh eat my shorts, but a some classic 90s shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, now all of the other players, um, Charles Barkley et al., are at a psychic with a crystal ball. Um, right. It's so fucking good. She And she is telling them everything that has happened. She's like, um, I see Michael Jordan getting pulled down a hole on a putting green, and now he is in Warner Brothers land. And they're like, no, no, no. And so then they all leave. Um, they don't believe it. Meanwhile, Wayne Knight, a.k.a. Stan, has still he is still digging a hole on this fucking golf course where Michael disappeared. And, and it's like past his head at this point. And he sees Bugs and Daffy jump down another hole. So he's been digging at the wrong spot the entire time. Um, now, as we mentioned before, we get the iconic seal song, Fly Like an Eagle, I mean, God, fucking Seal. Like, Seal in the late 90s, ah, just the best. The fucking best. Like, Seal and Heidi Klum were just, like, every goal. I I was like, that is what, like, you can't get better than that. They were just, they were the shit. Um, And, uh, and yeah, this to me was, like, the most iconic moment in the movie when Michael is all suited up, he warms up, and then he's like, let me see if I remember how to do this. I mean, what a, what a flex. That's my dream, to be like, I don't know, maybe I'd still be good at this back handspring. And then I would throw, like, 15 of them, like that, and then, like, Michael Jordan being like, well, I guess I'll see if I'm still good at basketball. And then it's amazing. <laughs> like, that's the that's the goal. That's, that's the goal, to show everyone up. Um, and, uh, and then Stan, Wayne Knight shows up and he really wants to be on the team. <laughs> like everyone thinking they can be NBA players. I don't know. I don't know. Und- maybe that's honestly, maybe that's what people do. Probably. I'm sure people like, I, I would assume when they find out you're an actor, they're like, oh, I've, I'd be good, be a good actor. You know, do people ever do that to you? Yeah. And it's really annoying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Or a voice. I'm sure, like, for voiceover, they're like, oh, people tell me I have a good voice. And you're like... I actually get a lot of messages from strangers who are like, I really liked you on the show. Can How do I become an actor? Stop. Go to acting school. (laughs) Great. That's it. (laughs) And period. Um, And um, now we cut to... We are at the Great... Western Forum Theater in California, um, and they announced that the NBA is canceled for the rest of the season. 
Um, and then, I, again, I was like, wow, that is strangely topical. And the Looney Tunes, they are now suiting up for the game. Pump up the jam is on. Um, it's Tunes versus Monstars. The Monstars are really, really large and intense. Um, and, <laughs> and they're good. I mean, you know, they're gigantic. So they're great. Um, also, in real life, gigantic. Patrick Ewing is like... Over seven feet tall, yes. huge and strong, incredibly talented, agile. Like Patrick Ewing was a beast. Yes, yeah. I, it was fun to look up all of their heights, mostly in comparison to Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> like, but I was yes. like, holy shit! And the fact that I was surprised that Michael Jordan. I mean, I'm gonna say only six six. I know that's super super tall, but like, yeah, comparatively with some of the other players, I had no idea. I was like, well, Michael Jordan's like eight feet tall because anyone taller, than, like, and two inches taller than me. I'm like, you're six feet. So you know, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, was Mike. Crazy. Mike was like, Mike was like an average size NBA player. What what made Mike incredible genetically was his hands he had some of the biggest hands players had ever seen it allowed him to sort of palm and control the ball in a way that few have like kobe bryant who is sort of michael jordan's heir apparent Mm -hmm. um uh doesn't have the same hands mike had Um, so he can control the ball in the air the way mike could um kobe was a better shooter than mike but he couldn't control the ball in the air the way mike could so um, wow that was true. Wow. You know, and it's funny, speaking of air apparent that I just said, uh, uh-huh. in uh-huh. Space Jam, they use the word hair apparent to mm-hmm. talk about funny, which I love. Yes, I did love that too. <laughs> um, and, oh, oh, I also like really relate um, to, like in my mind, I want to be Lola Bunny. In reality, I am the teeny tiny mouse who wears like this little cap who gets um, put into the game um, and is super enthusiastic. And she's like, I love basketball. I love basketball. Basketball is so great. And then gets smashed into the ground by the basketball. And I was like, that feels right. That feels um, true to my narrative if I were to play a basketball yeah. game. Um, I love basketball. It's really cute. It's a really fun sport. I really pick up a try hard to make it play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do remember that little thing. It's yes. so funny how years ago, I literally haven't seen this movie in 15 years. And I, it, just stays with you oh my god it's so good it's so good um do you know they kept the website the same no way yeah the website the space jam website is still like the 1995 like ms dos website that's awesome oh my god ms dos i just love hearing that phrase that's like that's perfect um oh my god We're old, um, but um, but yeah, and they keep um, they keep calling Lola Bunny doll, which no one likes to hear, and she's still doing a great job, doing her best. Um, the monster. Wait a minute. In, but, in 95, was she not, like, getting called doll? No, she doesn't. Oh, I love piss, that. Isn't that great? It pisses her off. I also love that, like, when she kisses Bugs – for the first time, she kisses him, which I also loved. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm, that's what I like to see. Yeah, I was like, that's great. Yeah, she hates being called doll. She's like, don't call me doll. And then she, like, smashes it. And I'm like, that's right. Um, and uh, and the Monstars, um, oh, yeah. So they, they're talking with uh, Swackhammer. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> what's happening. Um, and uh, they're at halftime at this point. Um, they're at intermission. Um, and um, Swaghammer, um, they tell him that they've stole all the talents from the NBA players. Stan is hiding in a locker, overhears it. Uh, the Monstars discover him and then, like, you know, just, um, like, he comes back into the other locker room and he's covered in smoke. We're like, great. Um and he tells everyone what's up. And Michael then, he like Matt talks everybody up. He's like, y'all can do this. You have to believe in yourself. And Bugs creates this like quote unquote Michael's secret stuff to trick them into believing in themselves. We love that. Um, and they get back out on the court and they are pumped. Jock Jams is playing. Everyone is excited. It's, I'm like, they are going to crush. Um, and they have confidence. They are scoring. They are working together. They are like, you know, throwing dynamite at people. They're doing what they do best. Um, Tweety Bird beats everyone up at one point, which is great. Um, and Doesn't the Tasmanian Devil have a, have a field day, too, at one point? Yes, he does. Yeah. And then they also paint one of the Monstars' butts um, orange. And then a bull in the audience um, rams into them. Um, it's, yeah, just a wild time. Um, and You know, what's also amazing is when he paints the bull orange. Mm-hmm. Orange was the color of both the Knicks and the Suns. And a <gasps> bull bulldozes them which was sort of again michael jordan being like i beat the suns and the knicks that's amazing <laughs> and I, I think there's also a line there where daffy duck is like we should call it the ducks yes bugs bunny's like what kind of a mickey mouse organization would do that right after mighty ducks had just come out by disney yes yes so good so good there's so many disney jokes in here too which i love oh my god you should do the mighty ducks on this i i that's my dream that's on my list like that and like the big green i don't know if you remember that or little giants about the little football team little giants remember big green i do not Okay, that was about a little soccer team, but oh, Mighty Ducks one, two, and three. I am. I want to do them all. <laughs> Those movies were the shit. All they were right. so good. All right, all right. Um, but yeah, so Michael then he makes a bargain with Swackhammer. He's like, okay, great. If y'all win, then you get me. Um, but if we win, then the players get all of their talents back. Um, and so Swackhammer's like, fine. Then he's like, go crush them. Um, and, and yeah, they're, it's really rough. They're playing really rough. They crush Bugs Bunny and Lola comes to his aid and then gives him a sexy kiss on the mouth. We love to see it. And then the entire Looney Tunes team at this point now is like fucked. Like they're all injured and Michael is forced to ask Stan to play center. That's a position, right? Center. (laughs) Did I make that up? Michael Jordan's never played center, but that's hilarious. No, he asks Stan to play center. He asks, oh, yes. Yes. Stan center. yes, yes, yes. That's yes. hilarious even more. Okay, great. I was like, I hope that's a position. I don't know. Um, and and then... Uh, is the position that Sean Bradley and Patrick Ewing play. Oh, that's great. Okay, great, great. Um, and yeah, Stan gets uh, totally flattened. He gets completely smashed. But they do end up making the basket, and then they have to inflate Stan like a balloon. Then he flies around. Great. So they need another fifth player. And who shows up? Lo and behold, it's Bill fucking Murray. 
to fucking play. And this is what I was like, this is insane. They do make um, Dan Aykroyd's character, Swackhammer, makes a Blues Brothers joke. Or he's like, he's like, oh, I didn't know. Or not Blues Brothers. Or like a Dan Aykroyd joke. He's like, oh, I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this movie. And I like peed my pants a little bit. I thought that was great. Oh, that's like an SNL joke. An SNL, SNL joke. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was great. Um, and, and Bill... <laughs> Bill Murray son. He's like, this is why I was born. And I was like, great. <laughs> this is insane. Um, and again, if Bill Murray can play basketball in a movie with Michael Jordan, anything is possible. Um, and Michael jumps and then he stretches his arm across from like half court to dunk the basketball because Bugs mentioned to him that, you know, there are no rules in Looney Tune land, like your body construction, weird ways. Um, and so because he did that, then they win the game. I have beef with this. Okay, please tell me. I I thought it was anticlimactic because I I understand that Michael Jordan, when by stretching, sort of like defies humanness and sort of like becomes a Looney Tune a little bit. Like right, right. I get that. My only issue, and this might sound like a little issue, but it's a big issue to me. Hmm. You should have dunked it and not like dropped it in. <laughs> yeah, I do. I I didn't notice that. Um, I did. <laughs> I didn't notice the dunking versus dropping, but I did feel like this entire game is a little anticlimactic. It seemed way way cooler when I was younger, and I was like, "Oh yeah!" And then this time, I was like, "What?" Oh, okay. Well, I guess Bill Murray came in. Like, that was all that happened? Yeah, it could have been cooler. I think it could have been cooler. Um, I agree. I agree. And uh, and and then Swackhammer, uh, he's being mean to the Monstars. And then they're like, wait a minute, we're really big, and we're bigger than you. So they just send him off in a rocket ship. Um, and they give back the powers. Um, and... Uh, and they're like, well, we want to be Looney Tunes. Can we just stay here? And so they get to stay there. Um, and Stan puts the basketball in Michael's bag. And then Bugs plants one on Lola. And, like, you know, that's that's basically all they wrote for Looney Tunes land. Um, and back at a we, – we cut back to Michael Jordan's baseball game. And he – in like, I mean, this to me, I was like, this is the climax of the movie. He lands his spaceship – on the field, um, and again, canceled R. Kelly, I Believe I Can Fly, Wayne Knight or Stan announces Michael Jordan, and then he walks out of his spaceship. And I was like, classic. This is great. Like, this is I mean, insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, and the last scene of the movie, the other players are commiserating, and, and I just wrote, Sean Bradley is a giant, and that was it. That was the sentence. Um, and Mike Sean Bradley was better. What did you say? You wish he was better. I just wish he was better at basketball. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> I He's didn't know, and I didn't know he wasn't great. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even but, like. It's also kind of weird because the other guys are great, right? But I get, I get why Muggsy and Sean are in there. They're in there for like the. Abbott and Costello effect. Right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, that like, is weird. The tallest guy in the league and the shortest guy in the league, it's good for, like, character writing and stuff like that. Right, uh, right. But, 
So, you know, Shaquille O'Neal was picked one pick before Sean Bradley. Sean, Shaquille O'Neal was the first pick. Uh-huh. And Sean Bradley was the second pick. Um, and Shaquille O'Neal became the most dominant player of all time, one of the greatest players of all time, mm-hmm. probably the best center of all time. Uh-huh. Um, and Sean Bradley, I don't think, ever even made an all-star team. Um, and think about this. Mm-hmm. Sean Bradley was 7'6 and about 260 pounds. Uh-huh. Um, Shaq was 7'1 and 320 pounds. <gasps> He's 7'1? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. He was massive. Massive. I also think there's rumors that Sean Bradley was Mormon. What? <laughs> he went to BYU. Oh. <laughs> Grew up in Utah. Sure. You know, sure checks out, <laughs> checks out. So he might be Mormon. Strange, strange. Sean Bradley, what a what an odd duck. What a strange character. <laughs> I've learned so much about him today. Um, and uh, oh yeah, Michael gives them the ball, gives them back their uh, their talents. They have their powers back. Um, Barkley challenges them to a three on three, um, and and and. I think Stan is like, well, see, they, they don't think you can play the game anymore. He's like, huh. And then we cut to NBA welc- or the uh, the Bulls welcoming back MJ. Bill Murray is in the stands, and he is sad that it is not him um, <laughs> for whatever fucking reason. And, um, <laughs> and, and now he's back at the Bulls. And then we just get some great clips of Michael playing for the Bulls. Um, and that's all she wrote for Space Jam. <laughs> Confirmed Sean Bradley is a Mormon. Wow. And a wow. Trump supporting Republican. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. I also love that, and I, this is a cute little anecdote that I'm learning right now. Uh-huh. Sean Bradley was once fined during his time in the NBA for refusing to attend a team meeting at a strip club due to his religious beliefs. <gasps> How are you a Trump supporting Republican, but you're like, whoa, 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 nope, I don't go to strip clubs. Right. What? 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the best thing I've heard all week. That's amazing. You know, he has a line, he draws a line. Okay. Wow. Wow. Also, oh, my question was um, did Michael leave and go play? And maybe you already said this. Excuse me if you did. Leave to go play baseball and then come back to the NBA. Was yeah, that so, a thing? Yeah. So Mike, Mike Jordan came to the league in 1984. Mm-hmm. 84, 85. And he played 87, 88. He had some really great seasons. In 87, he won the dunk contest. He was averaging like 37 points a game, but he kept losing mm-hmm. to the Pistons. So he like lost to the Pistons. He lost to the Pistons. They like lost to the Celtics. Like they kept losing, right? Mm-hmm. Then in 1991, 92, and 93, he wins three championships in a row. They beat the Lakers, they beat the Blazers, and they beat Charles Barkley's sons. Then he leaves, 94, 95, for 18 months. He plays baseball, the minor league baseball team, the Birmingham Barons. Mm-hmm. He comes back in the spring of 95, and they lose to the Magic. In that summer, he goes and films Space Jam with all these players. Wow. Changes his number to 45 for a couple games, changes it back to 23. Mm-hmm. Then 
in 96, the following year, he comes back. Space Jam is released about a month after the season starts. Mm-hmm. And then 96, he wins the championship against Seattle Supersonic, Sean Capagari Payton. 97, mm-hmm. he wins the championship against Utah. 98, he wins the championship against Utah. And then he retires again. <gasps> then he comes back again. What? And he plays for the Washington Wizards. Wow. In 2000, like I think one, 2002, 2003 against, you know, that. And he's not bad, but he's not Mike. Right, uh, right, right, right. Um, wow. So anyway, that's Michael Jordan's sort of off the top of my head uh, trajectory. Wow. I mean, I hope everyone listening is so grateful for your knowledge because I learned so much. Um, and I learned that you can be, uh, between five feet and five, three and do really fucking cool things. Learn so many things today. And you like can be three and be in the NBA and write books and all that. <laughs> write books. Yeah. <laughs> you can do all of it. I'm so glad that you suggested doing this movie. Also that we found a loophole and it is still a Disney film. <laughs> Like, it's amazing. We've we've won all of the things today, but I'm just so glad you came back. This was so much fun. And I did learn so much shit. I learned so many things, like not calling it a rehearsal, you know, so many things. I, my mom, how was, how was rehearsal? It's practice, mom. I can just see, yeah, like you, the cutest kid of all time. It's practice. I was mom. wearing my Jordans. I was wearing oh. my Jordan jersey. Oh. I loved Grandma Ma, Larry Johnson. <laughs> uh, I, never oh liked Pat- I never liked Patrick Ewing only because he was mean to Michael Jordan. Of course. Well, yeah, you're loyal. You know, you have an allegiance. <laughs> like... Until my loyalty shifted to Kobe and then shifted to Bron, but it's okay. That's okay. I can't wait. I mean, I cannot wait for the next Space Jam to come out. That's that's going to be a wild time. I can't wait. Believe me, you cannot watch that movie in Chicago. You can watch it anywhere else, but you cannot watch it in Chicago because people in Chicago so so. What's the word? Um, I feel like they're self self righteous about Michael Jordan or like something like that. It's like. What's, what's it called when you're like not able to like see things fairly, unobjectively? Like, or, or yes, yeah, yeah. They can't, they can't be objective about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or they're hate yeah. LeBron for no reason. for no reason. <laughs> and 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 like it's so funny how like LeBron lives in their heads rent free because like nobody will even be talking about LeBron. Yes, and then LeBron will get mentioned like like you know this this last documentary that aired the Last Dance documentary has recently aired and uh-huh. LeBron is not pictured in it he's not mentioned in it he's not shown in it at all mm-hmm. yet every Sunday LeBron would be trending and it was because people would be like yeah well LeBron could never do it and it was like but no one's talking about LeBron why are you guys talking about LeBron we're talking about how great Michael Jordan is and Michael right. Jordan is like yeah but don't forget LeBron sucks and right. it's like. It's Who like cares? they're going to hate this movie so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. LeBron's great. He's an all-time great. He's one of the greatest players of all time. Jordan's yeah. great. All-time great. He's one of the greatest players of all time. Kobe Bryant's great. He's an all-time great. He's one of the greatest players of all time. And like the way I look at it as a person who's really, truly studied the game, like studied the game, mm-hmm. grew up with the player, like truly, you cannot – have one it has to be a pyramid and at yeah. the top of the pyramid you can have you can sit you can do it by era so you can say bill russell was the greatest of the 50s and 60s you can say 
Um, after that, you have Jerry West and Oscar Robertson. In the 80s, you have Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. In the 90s, you have Michael Jordan. In the 2000s, you have Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Tim Duncan. In the 2010s, you have LeBron James. And mm-hmm. that's it. Like You have to do it by era. That's so you smart. Can't, you cannot compare Michael Jordan to LeBron James to Kobe Bryant, but to say one is better or worse than the other is just... It's just hate. Yeah, and like, it is. If you, yeah. if you go to Chicago, forget even what I just said. It's like, he's fucked. Kobe Bryant's the worst ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what? Why? Yeah, they just love to hate. That's it. Like, but yeah, I love, I love that you can appreciate them all individually for being great. Because I agree. Anytime I'm like, oh, I think Michael Jordan's great. Or someone's like, fuck Michael Jordan, LeBron. And I'm like, but can't I think LeBron is great? Like, they're all great. Like, why? If someone says that any of these guys are not good, then they're idiots who don't watch basketball. Correct. Correct. And it's so funny because a lot of times they're actors and we don't do that with actors, right? It's not like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I love Denzel in this movie. And you were like, Tom Hanks fucking sucks. <laughs> You'd be like, what? I just said Denzel was great in Ali. Tom Hanks. Right, right. Or Will Smith is great in Ali, so Denzel sucks. Like, that doesn't right. make sense. Right, like, right, right. Oh, my I can God. Say, I can say that Denzel was great in Malcolm X, and that doesn't mean that Will Smith wasn't good in Ali. Right. Right. Oh, my God. That's great. That's so good. I'm. Thank you so much for coming back on and teaching me all the things. You're a genius. You are the best. Really Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're the basketball. Say You are like my basketball Yoda. You have taught me so many things today. I'm so grateful. Basketball Yoda is the best thing anyone ever. I'm going to go change my Twitter handle. That's the nicest thing. I'm going to go change it to basketball Yoda. Great deal. Great. No copyright, Nita. You take it. <laughs> and then all the, all the, all my tweets will be like the, in the, the reversed syntax. <laughs> only about basketball. I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be like, both great, LeBron Jordan. <laughs> Thank you for joining me for another episode of BDE Big Disney Energy. We'll see you real soon. 